I had an experience. I can't prove it. I can't even explain it. But everything that I know as a human being, everything that I am tells me that it was real. I was given something wonderful, something that changed me forever. A vision of the universe that tells us undeniably how tiny and insignificant and how rare and precious we all are. A vision that tells us that we belong to something that is greater than ourselves, that we are not, that none of us are alone. I wish I could share that. I wish that everyone, if even for one moment, could feel that awe and humility and a hope. But <laughs> that continues to be my wish. Hello, vampires and slayers. We're not vampires and slayers. Hello, Carls and Sagans. No, we're... <laughs> Hello, we're, Jodies and Fosters. There you go. We're <laughs> selectors and selectees. Oh. <laughs> this is Mixtress Ray, and we're here with Mixtress Mom. Hi. And Mixtress Mimi. Hello. <laughs> Mimi is my aunt. So this is her debut on the podcast. No. Yes, and I'm certainly a little bit nervous. Weren't you on it on the Buffy one? Did we? Yeah, we did okay. a Buffy oh, one. We did this one is Buffy. this is her second appearance on the podcast. What's this bitch talking about? We're talking about Contact the movie. 1997. Did you write down any information like no. directors and shit? Robert Zemeckis. You guys can look that up. Look it up on IMDb if you care about stats. Yeah, we, we like Figures. Robert Zemeckis. Facts of Facts, America. Yeah. Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Chuck, yeah. Chuck talked about him a lot today. He did? He, he listed all his movies. Well, not, don't forget David Silvestri, the music man of the movie. The score? David? I thought it was Alan. Okay, Alan. yeah, it was Alan. Silvestri. It was Alan. Yeah. Silvestri. Yes, oh, the music was fantastic. Very John Williams-esque. Yes, it's very good. It was a very long movie, though. Like it was. Two and a half freaking hours. Plus, we had well, to stop Well, the universe it. is a large place. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an awful lot. Yeah. Wasted space. Okay. <laughs> We're jumping ahead of ourselves here. That's the first thing I wrote down, though. <clears throat> yep, me too. Other than unicorn painting. What? There was a unicorn Did you painting? see when they were doing, like, the slow close-up, and she was in her bedroom, oh. and she was in bed, and he was nope. talking to her about, can Missed I talk it. to mom? Or whatever. Yeah. There was a really cool unicorn painting above her bed. Missed it. So that's my object. Spoiler alert. Wow, that's your object. Mm-hmm. So we're introduced to baby Jodie Foster at the beginning of the movie. Such a baby. And she is... Jenna Malone is the actress. I know I've seen her in something. She was in Step Stepmom. I don't know what that is, but she was this in This is another. a Sarandon Julia Roberts movie, and she was the daughter. Mm. So, yeah, very I'm, good. So, she is 
on C. She's so in the beginning, she's like talking on a CB radio, which I call bullshit on that because why would your dad let a little girl talk to truckers on a CB radio? Well, she wasn't doing that. She was looking for people in other parts of the world. Yeah, but mm, that was, she in he, the real world that would go very badly. The, uh, correction here: that was not a CB radio. It was a ham radio. What's the difference? A CB radio is something you put in your car, and you, you break your good buddy. This was a ham radio. So she was talking to people farther away. Yeah. She could have talked to people all over the world. Could you there talk to radio. CB radios with a ham radio? Probably not. No, it wouldn't no, be the same okay. kind of frequency. So, so it's just a bunch of people sitting around with their little radios, seeing if they can talk to people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. thank you, Diana. I'm for that. so glad I was able to serve <laughs> to clear that up. <laughs> yes, she's not talking to truckers. Oh, that's yeah, what I was worried about. So clear that up. I'm also known as Diana. Yes, Mimi, <laughs> Mimi slash Diana. Yeah, okay, got it. Well, we're just going with the M's. She's okay. she's my sister, Diana, and I'm the mom, and she is Mistress Ray's aunt, Mimi. The meme. Okay. The, the meme. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't write down very much at the very beginning, but so much happened at the very beginning. Um, Jodie Foster has a very interesting run. I did. I did write that down. Baby, the oh yes. Well, let's let's start with running down the hallway to get the get the heart medicine. Yes, that was she, an interesting shot. She yes, she was running up the stairs. And the it, actress Jenna Malone. Malone. She she did a good job imitating Jodie Foster's run, or maybe it was the other way around because yeah, they both did that same run. Yeah, like Phoebe run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just putting her whole heart into it. Like I don't think you'd have to run that fast down a hallway at home because you'd smack up against the wall. Well, you know, it was they, real speed, man. They kind of did the it's like Flojo running. They kind of did the camera angle. Or the camera effect where they make the hallway seem much longer. And she was running towards the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. And I don't know how they did it with the camera because... It was a reflection. They did a reflection shot in the mirror. Well, they were definitely experimenting with early CGI in this movie. Well, they did really good. They did pretty good. It was a very interesting shot of her running up the stairs, following her all the way down the hallway... And then she gets to the mirror, and you're looking at her reflection in the yeah. mirror. So that was, was pretty cool. That was very weird. <clears throat> okay, so. Um, I was very worried at first that this movie wasn't going to pass the Bechdel test, but it eventually did. So, I'm just, because it was in my notes. Pass the what test? The Bechdel test. Have you ever heard of that? No. For movies, it's, you have to ask three questions. And it passes if all three questions are answered with yes. So, first question, are there more than two named female characters in this movie? Yes. Do they talk to each other? Yes. About something other than a man? Yes. yes. So, it passes! Yay! Because right. cause finally Angela Bassett... Finally Angela Bassett was introduced. Because up until that point I thought, where are all the chicks... They were tending bar in Puerto Rico. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> we're the okay. only ones that happened up until Angela Bassett. Yeah. So we're getting ahead. She's wearing a lot of scrunchies in this movie. She is. You gotta, you gotta note that she has very long, beautiful hair. Nice hair wear. And uh, she meets Matthew McConaughey, 
and he's a believer, and she is a scientist, and that is the, pretty much the extent of their relationship. He's kind of a sleazy womanizer type. I don't think he is. I didn't think he was sleazy you're, at you're all. You're reacting to Matthew McConaughey. What is your beef with Matthew McConaughey? Let's just get it all out there. He's beautiful. He went bad <laughs> at some point. When did he go bad? When he started doing the car commercials. That's when he went bad. No. He went bad when he started losing weight for these roles and uh, started being uh, sleazy. But you know why he does the car sleazy. commercial? He's he's hawking for Lincoln because he did the movie called The Lincoln Lawyer. Um, and so that's why he's doing Lincoln commercials. Okay. Like, like the Vegas that we're at. Yes. <laughs> at, at the... Vegas scene. Yes, at the array. I wrote in my notes, she looks like a real scientist. She does. She because was, I think the wardrobe department should get some props on oh this Oh, man. Because she really, good. like, she looks like somebody that doesn't really care about how they look. I mean, not like she looked bad, but she was just, you know, her clothes were simple. They were the type of clothes that a starving scientist could afford. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed her wardrobe. It was very good. She had a lot of very technical dialogue. Yes. I mean, when she was screaming all those coordinates. She's really good at just screaming the same thing all over. Right ascension, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. Blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, Jody, we got it. We tuned in. Calm down. Well, nobody was answering her. She I had know. to keep repeating it. I know. She was excited. I like it when, who, was it Kent called her the high priestess of the desert? Yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I love Kent. He was awesome. Oh, the other possible, my favorite object was the astronomy is looking up sign. That was good. as yeah. a bumper sticker on the mm-hmm. window. Astronomy is looking up. So what was your object? <clears throat> Are we doing objects now? We can, just, she said. just since I already did mine, because I spoiled it. <coughs> well, I'm going to have to cross that off my list, okay? Um, so many things I want, so I'm going to have several objects. I want Ellie's dress at the party. Definitely want that. I want the compass on the gold chain. I want that. I want the car. What was the car? The her, Chevrolet. Her car that was out in the desert with her. I want the car. Mm-hmm. Let's let's describe the the dress for the viewers at home. It's like an empire waist, gray and, and scoop neckline, crushed, and maroon. crushed mar- well, kind of mauvey. It's kind Mauve. of a mauvey maroon, crushed Mauve. velvet, and it had like a matching crushed velvet jacket. jacket. Oh, that jacket was good. Yeah, it was good. It was, nice. it was a very fitted jacket. It's kind of an iridescent. Satin, that gray. Yeah, it almost looked green to me. Yeah, it's like some iridescence going on there. Yeah, and she had a lot of darn hair extensions in that was, particular yeah. scene. Yes, I mean lots of curly hair. It was extensions. very 1997. Like if I didn't know it was 1997, it was very just that outfit. Well, she had all that hair. She's the high priestess of the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. That was a little dated, but I'm just saying. And dated in a good way. Yeah. Okay, my object was her the adult Ellie's blue lapis ring. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. round and what I thought is one. that it was a little universe on her finger. Yeah. Oh, a little universe on her finger because it was blue and I kept wondering if it was a mood ring but it didn't change color. No, so it but probably was lapis. But whoever took her hand and we saw a good close up of it, it sparkled like it had a star in it. Oh. Yeah. That's I thought good. it was um a little um, 
they were it's matchy matchy kind of you know with the theme of the movie yeah so this was right around the time Carl Sagan died too wasn't it yes it was like maybe he died during the making of it or oh, something I don't know I don't know. I have to look that up. So, if you guys didn't know, Contact is based on a book by Carl Sagan. It's a fiction book, but it none of us have read real? it. real? I mean, this wasn't a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, um, and then I started writing some parallels between this movie and Arrival, which we will be reviewing next. So that will come up in two weeks. So that is your homework. Weeks. Your homework for in two weeks. We'll remind you again at the end. But Oh, we told them their homework was Arrival last time, and then we watched Whoops. Contact. Whoops. Sorry, guys. We, we, we messed watched up. Arrival, but we didn't take notes, and Diana fell asleep. Yeah, so. sorry about that. So we had to alter our plans. Yes, we did. So, so you so, guys have seen Contact. So though, sorry. Right? Or just pause this right now. Go watch Contact. You're Come gonna back. love it. Come back. It held up really, really well. Just a few cheesy shots while she was in the space pod. Yeah. No, not at all. But it, it wasn't, wasn't really at all cheesy. It wasn't You'll too love bad. It. it wasn't too bad. It was pretty good. <clears throat> okay, so at the party. She's out talking to Matthew McConaughey, and they're talking about proof, which I thought was very interesting, because she was wanting proof that God exists, yeah. and he was saying, you just have to have faith. And then at the end of the movie, she is talking that she has no proof, and they just have to believe her that she experienced what she experienced. So it was very fun to have that at the beginning, where she was arguing that she had to have proof. And then she took it And back. she wouldn't have believed this no. experience if anyone else had experienced it. Yeah. Well, I would like to know how the novel presents that. If yeah. that is actually the way it was portrayed in the movie in the novel. Yeah. Because I'd like to know whether Carl Sagan, that's a Carl Sagan idea. Yeah. I think his wife helped him write the book, too. I think I heard that. And she's a televangelist? No. Okay. <laughs> She's Matthew McConaughey. Okay. He's Jodie Foster, obviously. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Glad to know it. But maybe they had those, maybe that's why he, maybe that's part of the book. Because he had that experience of having arguments about science versus belief. Yeah. And as we have seen through the relationships in this movie, they can coexist. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they, they often do. There are many scientists who do believe. Yep. 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 Can we talk about quotes? Yes. I have so many. Are you ready? I do too. Okay. I do too. Okay. Since I brought it up, I'll go first. Thank you. But Are you going to go in order? Yes. Okay. But first, I would like to uh, express my irritation about the sound editing, which you <laughs> will probably hear from me a lot. We should just have a... It should be a segment... Rating the sound editing. Mixtress Mom's opinion on the sound on editing. The sound editing. You did have to adjust the volume many times. Many times, many times. Not when the score was happening. No, the score was awesome. But when people were in vehicles or things were exploding yeah. or there was any action, it was way too loud. Had to turn it down, so that was sad. Okay, on to quotes. I enjoyed when uh, Angela Bassett said at the meeting when Rob Lowe came up as the far-right conservative Christian view, uh, 
Ellie got really upset that he was spouting such nonsense, mm -hmm. and Angela Bassett told Ellie, we won't be suppressing any opinions here today. <laughs> and I think about That's that good. quote very often in my life when people are expressing ridiculous opinions to me. I just think we won't be suppressing any opinions today. Well, it's very apropos for today. You know, we just, uh, we are experiencing a lot of wanting to suppress mm -hmm. others' opinions. Mm -hmm. And we don't agree. Yeah. My beliefs do not require you to. You remember that from The Matrix? They were talking about somebody was telling Morpheus he doesn't, they don't believe the same stuff that he does. And he oh, says, right. my beliefs do not require you to. There you go. <laughs> because Neo didn't believe he was the one. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. Morpheus didn't care. That's fine. I do. And another one I think of all the time, just because Jodie Foster said it's so cool, selectors and selectees mingling around. You did skip a quote. <gasps> if we're talking about quotes. Huge. Because the one at the very beginning Huge. of the movie, if it is it's just, just us, us, it seems like an awful waste of space. Well, I saved that for the last time she quoted it, okay? Oh. So that's coming at the end. No, that's oh, well, the we beginning. can repeat it again because it's the best one. Because so at you the keep end going. we have, we belong to something greater than ourselves. Hey! We are not You're skipping alone. ahead. Okay, you're skipping ahead. <laughs> Linear here. Okay, okay. So, so here we are with uh, the rich, weird guy that is just like my friend Phil. <laughs> Only, you know, just eccentric. Let's not call him weird. He's eccentric. Yeah. Okay. Rich, eccentric guy. And she's up. With the best glasses. The best glasses in the world. And they were probably really in fashion in 1997 mm -hmm. and then totally went out of fashion and now are back in fashion. I think they were probably really in fashion in the 70s. Okay. I think they were a throwback for 1997. They never come back. Oh, yeah. yeah they They're do. back, honey. They're back. It's all back. It all comes back. So after the machine had exploded and he contacts Ellie and says, why build one when you can have two for twice the price? <laughs> and he was so funny the way he spoke. And then he said, want to take a ride? Ugh. It was really great. Well, you missed one of McConaughey's uh, quotes when he was talking about his own experiences at the very beginning. And he said, my intellect couldn't even touch this. And he was talking about why he believes in God. Right, and this, that was much foreshadowing. It was, but I also kind of wanted to laugh at him because, you know, Matthew McConaughey's intellect. <laughs> and then we also, before the thing exploded, whenever she's talking to... Who's she talking to? She's talking to... Oh, she's talking to the asshole guy. Drumley, yes. And, and he says, that's not the way the world is. Mm -hmm. I wish the world could be this idealistic because she got rejected to go on the trip. But he's the one who made it the way that he wanted it to be, which is not that way at all. So he doesn't really wish that. And she said... She said, I always believe the world is what we make of it. Yep. I wrote that one down. That's yep. a good one. That's a great one. You got more quotes? Oh, yeah. I got lots of quotes. Okay. So, of course, my favorite one that I think of all the time. I think of all of these all the time. So I wrote down the ones I think of all the How time. How many times have you seen this How movie? How many times have I seen this movie? Maybe five. That's it? Yeah. You'd think. So it really sticks. Yeah, it sticks. There were so many sticking quotes in here. When she says, 
I'm okay to go. I'm okay to go. I counted. This is a good time to oh, talk about yes. I counted how many times she says it. Oh my gosh. 13. 14. Well, I I counted the time that Kent said, she says she's okay to go. Oh, okay. So technically she says it 13 times, and he's, he says that she said, said it once. So. Okay. 14 times it was said. And then the very last time, I didn't count that, but she just said, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I thought it was interesting when she was in the pod, and... She was going through the wormhole, and there were moments when she, the effects turned her face sideways, and she said something that she was going to say in the future. Yeah. Like, they're alive, and I had no idea. So those were things that didn't happen until... Later. Yeah, like a minute later, she actually said those things without her face going sideways. So there was a little time warp thing. Which is a parallel to Arrival, kind of. <clears throat> Well, it was very interesting that the chair they put in there for their her safety, mm -hmm. I'm using air quotes, um, was, you could hear those air quotes. was really <laughs> an impediment to her. Yeah, because it caused the vibration. And probably caused her injury at the end, yeah. you know, had she just trusted. Well, well she, she did. did. Yeah. But they didn't. Yeah. They, they, made were, her they were like, the you have to but be safe, you have to be in this chair. It's very much a commentary on what... We, you know, what we think is best is not always best. I, well, I wrote something about that. What was it? If you take off the restrictions, then you float peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really nice when they finally did that. Yeah. It was very upsetting. Well, she was shaking. And she was like, this was really like, violent. Okay, I'm going to try to keep talking. <laughs> okay, I have more quotes, but I'm going to save those for the end. Oh, you are? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I wrote, I was writing down some parallels to Arrival, and I thought it was interesting that she was, immediately when she hears the sound, so we're going back a little bit, but immediately when she hears the sound, she tells the world, she tells everybody. She thinks that, that everybody should be in communication, and everybody should be excited about this, and she immediately calls some guy in London or whatever. and Australia. 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 To confirm the signal. That's, I really got that accent wrong. You surely did, honey. <laughs> and, um, Good day, mate. <laughs> and then, you know, everybody around her, all the government people that were called in, you know, they had the military guys or With the army guns guys. In the room. And they kept talking about it being a security issue that she was talking to everybody. And that's the same thing that happens in Arrival. Yeah. Because they're not communicating. Yeah. So... They sent the the aliens or whatever, the vegans, which is pretty funny because it's spelled like vegan <laughs> <laughs> in the subtitles. They sent all those, all that information, all the schematics, and she called it the Encyclopedia Galactica. Aww. Yeah. Or she said it could good. be the Encyclopedia Galactica when yeah. they didn't know what it was. That was good. And I thought another parallel to Arrival was, and this is like it would be in real life. There was a lot of media paranoia. You know, they were showing all the different TV programs submerging at the same time and how everybody was scared. And, and everybody's speculating, which is exactly what's happening now. Yep. Everyone... The unthinkable could happen. Well, yeah, and in the media now, with everything going on, everyone is speculating. 
on what this could cause, what what could happen. And what's, just, what's the worst possible outcome? How can we be afraid right now? <laughs> fear, 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 fear. <laughs> well, calm down, everybody. Um, I I wrote down stereo cubbies as my possible object before I settled on the because I liked the the, plane. the fill guys. He had he had those little cubbies that that were seat, perfectly sized for CDs, and there was one for records, and then he had stereo components, and he also had a little TV that was in its own perfectly sized box. Very nice. This very nice built-in shelving he had on his little rich guy plane. I really enjoyed his character. He was good. So much like Phil. Phil could have played that part better. Phil, I think. no, I don't think he could have played it better, but he totally could have played it. <laughs> Um, I, I thought that the all the social politics, we kind of talked about that, but the social politics of the, gov- the government's involvement and the presidency getting involved and all that stuff was pretty realistic. I think the drumline guy or whatever, he would have definitely gotten the spot because he was schmoozing and he was Wasn't saying... Wasn't Drummond? Drumlin. Drum, drumlin. Saying, drumlin? It, saying everything that they wanted him to say and... Every- yep. He's back. Everybody making an emphasis on whether or not you believed in God so you can go to space. Like, who cares? Yeah. But that is something that would focus on. It's part of the movie. Family values. Um, I, I liked that when they asked her what she would ask them. She, she said she would ask them, how did you survive this technological adolescence? Yeah. Calling our current time the cat technological adolescence yeah. of a species. Yeah, she was really good. She was such a good hugger. Oh, yeah. Man, she could really hug. She really did. She just grinded her face right into everybody's shoulder. I'm she not did. sure it was 20 seconds. But... No, it wasn't. But she was very expressive, and she milked it for all it had. <laughs> She sucked all the life out of all those hugs. She was hoping if she put a lot of life into those hugs that she wouldn't actually have to kiss Matthew McConaughey. Oh, stop it. Because <laughs> when she does that, she puts just as much enthusiasm into it, but it's not as good. It was good. I don't think so. It was good. I believed it. I was a little mad that Matthew McConaughey sabotaged her. I know he was doing it because he didn't want her to leave and well, die. He, he but he would have known. He would have known that she was never going to speak to him again. He would have known that. Yeah. He was, so I don't know why he sabotaged her. Actually, Maybe I thought he, he was, was saving on moral her life. I thought it was on moral grounds. Actually, but, he did. Yes, what he told her. But no. Yeah. I know, I know he was, thought he was doing it for a good reason, but he was taking away the thing that she wanted most in the whole world. But his charge was to try to select the person but that who wasn't was the best, real who reason. would represent the human race. But and that he, wasn't the reason. But they, they okay. made a big deal out of the 95%. I got so. it, though. I got it, though. It was, it was God's plan. It was his intervention. So that he would sabotage her, so Drumlin would die, and so she would really yeah, get to go. Yeah, because she would have died. She would have died. She would have died. I, I don't buy that theory. Okay, it was Carl Sagan's plan. <laughs> yeah, I want to know if that's in the novel. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely need to read it now. We'll each take a part, and we'll come together. 
Well, we need to listen to the... You drew your that's object. That's the ring. That's really good. Good drawing. Michael could probably make that for you. Okay. Yeah. You just got to get a, a lapis. Get a lapis. lapis. With lapis. some, some, some glitter spray paint right on top. Spray paint yeah, but Diana right would want hers gold. So, select jewelers would have to do that for you. Yeah. They said five by five a couple times. What does that mean? So that was mean? fun. Read, loud and clear. Read you loud and clear. Oh, I didn't know that. But they, it's also Why a is quote. it called five by five? Five out of five, man. Five is just the best possible. Okay. I don't know. It's also a quote of what? From Buffy. Okay. Which is why I always do the five by five as my ratings. On the... Don't you have a tattoo that says five by five? Yeah. Five by five. Sorry, okay. I just kicked the table. There that was go. probably a fun sound for you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm really good with all the little clicky pin sounds. I should put my pin down. <laughs> Okay, um, what else we got? I'm ready for ratings. I'm no, at, I'm what at the about end the of MVP? my notes. Well, yeah, well, that's part of the ratings. Okay, so I've got my ending quotes. Okay. So when she was testifying in front of the Senate committee, she wanted everyone to remember that we are just tiny, insignificant, rare, and precious. I love that. We are not alone. And she wishes she could share that, that everyone could feel that awe and humility, that hope, hope, yeah, it says hop, <laughs> that hope. <laughs> and then she said, that continues to be my wish. And I think of that line all the time, too. That continues to be my wish. Yeah. Whenever I'm wishing something would happen, that continues to be my wish. If everybody could just feel that. And then at the end, when Angela Bassett was talking to James Woods, about the confidential findings report. Angela Bassett saved the day right there. Oh, she was awesome. Yeah. I loved her in this. She's so pretty. And she they were talking. Perfect lipstick color. Oh, Sorry. yes. Okay. And her outfits were just fantastic. Yep. So they were reviewing the confidential findings report on video uh, call, on a video call. <clears throat> Which did that exist in 1997? Well, for the government it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, she was talking about how much time the video unit recorded. Because at first they thought it was just static, which it was static. It was static. But for it 18 hours. 18 hours of static. But they thought she was gone for a fraction of a second. Which she was, but for her it was longer. But it was interesting, that exchange between them, because James Woods was the jerk in the Senate committee. And so he says, continue and then she says, you know, that it recorded static. And he said, well, continue. And then she says, well, it can it recorded 18 hours of static. Well, she was like, what I find interesting, yes. continue, is continue. that it recorded 18 hours of it. And then he says, that is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. And then we go to 18 months later where she's using her school teacher voice. Yes, and that's I, really fun. And I cannot Jody foster that behavior. What does that mean? <laughs> her school teacher voice. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I had to use that joke at some point. Well, what do you think? I cannot Jody foster that behavior. <clears throat> so she was telling the kids to search for their own answers. I mean, it was cute what she was saying, but just her, her weird school teacher voice. It was great. I totally believed it. Well, she's trying to pass on her passion. And her yeah. enthusiasm. Generation. Yeah. Just like Carl Sagan. 
So that's where she said, the universe is an awful big place, and if it's just us, it seems like an awful waste of space. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to wait for her quote at the end. Because it was better. Yeah, I didn't want the dad's quote. And Matthew McConaughey said it, too, when they were at the party. She was in the fancy dress. Oh, yeah, whatever you said. Okay, they're going to do it now. Yeah, because he said it's an awful waste of space. And she said, want to get out of here? Oh, God. And there they go. Jodie Foster. Okay, so we, we all did object. We all did quote. Okay. You did outfit. No, I want I want that. No, you did it. Well, I don't get to keep the outfit. I just picked my favorite outfit. Oh. That was an object. Your object was the dress. Was the dress and the car and the this and the that. I get all of it. Okay. So So what's your outfit then? I don't know. Take the dress. (laughs) (laughs) After all that arguing. What's your outfit? That it was a reception dress. It was the dress? Yeah. I think it was I don't remember the whole outfit, so it kinda doesn't count, but I liked all of her outfits when she was in Puerto Rico at the beginning. Yeah. She was wearing like a tie-dye shirt and she was sitting there with the beer whenever Matthew McConaughey comes in. Yeah. See, I thought you'd like her outfit when she was making the pitch. It was really good. the circle table. I didn't like the turtleneck. Oh, Oh, the turtleneck was great. No. All colors of different camel. Yeah. All different colors of camel. So 70s. So it was like teenage stuff for her that she had. Yeah. That was was her nice suit that she still had from when she was in student senate. Right. (laughs) That was a great scene when she was in the boardroom. Yeah. I think think I'm going to try to put a quote or a scene at the beginning, so... I either need to pick that one or her speech at the end when she's talking about hope. Mm. You're not going to pick the, okay to go. <laughs> okay to go. go. Okay no, we got to do go. one of her speeches. It's got to be one of her speeches. So I decided, you know, when the eccentric guy was talking about her history, Eleanor Ann Arroway, well, my Evergreen tree out front is named Eleanor, so now she has a middle name and a last name. It's now Eleanor Ann Arroway. So excited. <laughs> She's okay to go. She's okay to go. She carved that on her trunk. Okay. So now we're, we're up to most valuable player. So what's yours? Mm, I'm going to pick uh, the Phil character. Okay. You did mention him the most. Well, I have an an MVT. Most valuable thing, which I think were the heavens. The heavens? The heavens. I I put the galaxy, but it was more than one, so I had to say heavens. Yeah. The universe? Yeah. The whole universe? The spatial universe? Yeah. That was the most valuable thing. The nebulae? Yes. (laughs) And the wormhole. Well, mine is Matthew McConaughey's hair. Oh my gosh, it was so horrible. <laughs> it was good. It was so great. It was it's pretty. Horrible. Except the one, the one scene where he had bangs. I mean, it after the of, Senate committee. Yes, it, it was, was kind really of like, weird. what was that all about? I missed I mean, that. He was having that bad hair moment. Yeah, something happened to his weave. <laughs> <laughs> but my real one—that's the joke one. But my real one was Kent. 
I liked her relationship oh, with him. It me was really too. Sweet. His hair was good. Very, yeah. Very uh, conductor. Yeah. Very seventies nice. conductor hair. Um, Is he really blind? No. Okay. Yeah, I've seen him in other things. Yeah. He did good. Yeah, he did. He it was, it was a good. subtle blind performance. They didn't go over the top with it. Yeah. Although I thought it was kind of weird that it took her a second to get it because. I think everybody else got it before she did. Yeah. And by everybody else, I mean the viewers. Yeah. So does anybody have anything else they want to say about it? <clears throat> what do you guys think about the concept? Because people seem to feel one way or another about this. When, they, when you talk about space and you talk about how many billions and billions, billions. of stars and galaxies and all of that... And how it makes you feel small and insignificant. Yet rare and precious. Yet rare and precious. What is your reaction? Does the small and insignificant make you feel small and insignificant? No. Or rare and precious? Yeah. Because that's always made me feel comforted. I yeah. feel better knowing that I'm just a tiny, tiny little speck. Yes. Yes. I agree. Me too. Yes. I mean... So you believe there are billions and billions of stars? Oh, yeah. Did billions you not watch Carl Sagan? Billions of galaxies? I didn't. Oh, I my. should. Yes. I know. I know. Oh, you got to watch, was it called Contact, the series, too? What? What was the series that Carl Sagan... Not Contact. ...hosted? It was called Contact. Cosmos. Cosmos, okay. Was, I could see the... Word yeah. CO. We yeah. were going to get a lot of listener mail on that. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I have that. <laughs> yeah. Cosmos. Yeah. You got to watch Cosmos. Yeah, I know it. I or at least, at least the Neil whatever. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse. I almost said Neil Patrick Harris, and I was like, nope, that's not right. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Not Doogie Howser. I think I probably still have them on TiVo. Cosmos? No, the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, it was also called Cosmos. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix, unless they took it down by now. Who knows? Well, there you go. That's why I watched Contact, by the way, for the first time. Really? It was about a year ago, and it was about to be taken off Netflix, and I read it in some list of stuff that's leaving Netflix this month or something. So I thought, okay, well, I better watch it. I didn't know you had it. Well, I have it. I have a memory of you, if I told you this. No. I remember you watching the wormhole scene, like when I was, you know, probably in 1997. You mm-hmm. were in the living room watching the wormhole scene, and she was yelling that she's okay to go. And I remember going, what the fuck is mom watching right now? <laughs> it's so loud and weird, and there's Jodie Foster. Sound ran, editing. And I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> then I didn't watch it till like, 2017. Time for our rating? It's time. Okay. Ready for our five by five. Are we saying it all at once? No. Yes, okay. Diane and I are. I'm, I'm glad that Mimi, she put, wrote all the numbers and then circled. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Circle and one. And I had to put that five is best. <laughs> Do you like me? Yes, no. Circle one. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Okay. okay. You guys read yours out. Oh, three, two, one. Five. five. Okay, mine's three points. What? Oh my gosh. What? what could have been better? Well, five is the very, very best. And this was the very, very best. This thing came out 
21 years ago. Way before. And we're watching it 21 years later. A whole drinking person age. It held up. I agree. I really like it. I think you need to rethink your rating. That is a very good rating. Yeah. It Every, is. What is the quote about everyone's opinion? Yeah, you'll we won't be, be suppressing anyone's yeah. opinions here today, <laughs> except for mine when I disagree about the rating. So, what is your what is a five movie? Well, for this to have been a five movie, there would have been more piece, more people of color. There would have been more women characters that were instrumental to the plot because it was mostly just her having a bunch of conversations with white dudes. Well, the woman who was telling her about the cameras was a woman. Yeah, there was a couple women. <laughs> what I'm saying is, women are half the population. And they were not half the population in this movie. No. Because they're it was not half the population of that time period and some in of, that field. Some of the casting could have been better, too, I think. But Like and those two guys who escorted her to the pod, they could have been of equal height. <laughs> They could have been. They could have not looked like Devo. I have very high standards. (laughs) And those could have been women. Yes, that would have been good. Who knows? She might have needed some kind of feminine hygiene. That's what I was going to say. She might have needed a Kotex. Right. She's okay to Kotex. (laughs) Kotex to go, please. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long I'm going to be out there. So, Mixtress, yes. You got anything else? I got nothing else. I got nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Mimi, what you got? It was great. I enjoyed watching it for the first time since 1997. Yeah. Wow. Did you remember anything? I remembered some. I thought that I knew there were two machines. Uh, I just didn't remember why. I didn't even remember that part. When the machine got destroyed, I kept thinking, how's she going to do this again? I know she goes. I just watched it a year ago. Why build one when you can have two for twice the price? <laughs> Very exciting. Want to take a ride? Yeah. That was creepy. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, but it was fun creepy. You need to, we need a quote of Phil saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have him leave that on a message on my machine. Okay. That'll be really funny. Want to take a ride? All right, everybody. Okay. That's it. We did it. That was awesome. And next time, we promise it's going to be a rival. It's going to definitely be a rival because we've already watched it once. So we we need to watch it again. We were going to watch Arrival tonight because Mimi fell asleep last time we watched it and we forgot to take notes. But we forgot context two and a half hours long. When we watch Arrival, wake me up at the part that I fell asleep. No, (laughs) because you were dozing off intermittently throughout the whole thing. Okay. And you miss important things. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. See you. Hey vampires and slayers, just a little outro with some of my information because I always forget to do that when I have guests on the podcast. Um, in two weeks, we will be finally reviewing Arrival. So definitely this time for real. If you did the homework last time, the homework's going to pay off finally two weeks from right now. <laughs> Technically, it will be, let's see, what will the day be that the Arrival podcast will come out? The 28th. Is that right? What is today? 
I don't even know what today is. Yeah, that's right. 28th. So, um, and then I also, I think I've not announced for you guys yet. I now have a Patreon. So if you guys would like to support me, I'm going to have bonus episodes for all of my patrons um, at any level. So if you donate a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, whatever amount you want, um, it will be a monthly amount. And that is patreon.com slash mixtressray, M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-E. And I would very, very, very much appreciate anything you can possibly do um, my podcast costs me around $140 a year, something like that, in order for um, SoundCloud to be my um, server for all of my podcasts. So it would be great to have some of those costs covered and um, you'll get some benefits whenever I start gathering up some patrons. I'll start putting together the bonus episodes for the podcast and um, hopefully that will be worthwhile for you guys. So um, help me out there if you can. Um, I also have a PayPal. It's paypal.me slash Ray. So you could just do a one-time donation that way if you'd like to support me. Um, and also if you'd like to check out um, my podcast now has an Instagram, which I think I've mentioned once or twice before, but um, it's a relatively new thing, so I keep forgetting to mention it. So if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I post basically every time I post a new episode, I um, put a post up on Instagram. So it's under Mixtress Buffy. So that's M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S. And you know how to spell Buffy. Surely. Yeah, I think you do. So, um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Also, I just have a website. If you want to check that out, it's mixtressray.com. And if you're really interested in listening to my voice, <laughs> every Friday I have a radio show. It's called Mixtress Radio. And I have an Instagram for that as well, Mixtress Radio. And um, it's just basically every Friday from 7 to 10 Central Standard Time. You do have to t tune in at the time that it's on. It's not like an archived thing. But um, I just basically, I play music that I like, and I do a lot of random babbling. If you'd like to hear more personal babbling than I normally do on the podcast, you can hear that every week on Mixtress Radio. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we will see you guys in two weeks with the Arrival podcast. Bye.